Hakram, what drew, what what attracted you to Hannah? Ah, uh, she's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Good place to start. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Life is for the Living. I'm your host, Rebecca Richman. Starting with this episode, we are turning from the experiences exclusive to immigrants and turning towards exploring more human universal constants. In this episode, love. Specifically, what drew couples together and what makes them stay together. Crusader's first marriage was not a happy one and ended when he cheated on her, leaving her as a single mom with two daughters. She met her current husband at work at the 7-Eleven. Then I, I met him when I was working. And the, 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 the thing that, that attracted me was that um, he did, I, when I was working, I didn't have nothing on, I didn't have makeup, I don't have anything in. That's the way he got attracted to me. You know, he didn't he didn't saw the beautiful woman out there. He saw the working hard woman, you know, so that's what attracted me to him. And with him, she found the stability that her first marriage didn't have. He is a, a, a kind of guy that likes to stay at home. He have no friends. He has he he don't, he's not a woman like you. You know, which all typical Latino men is like that. He's just very dedicated to to me. On the other hand, Claudia found that a shared immigrant experience helped solidify her relationship with her husband, Terry. The fact that he was good looking didn't hurt either. We are going to be celebrating our 47th wedding anniversary next month. Yeah, actually in four weeks. And uh, my husband's name is Artemio, which is, uh, but we, I've always called him Terry, because that's what he introduced himself as, is Terry. And uh, yeah, so we've been married all this time and still together. <laughs> How did you guys meet? Actually, we did meet at a, at a dance. It was one of the socials that um, was put on by uh, the club from uh, the area of, um, of Italy that we that I belonged to, and he was there. Yeah, that's basically where we met. Okay, and what what attracted you to him when you first met? Um, he was a good looking guy. <laughs> he um, he he was um, nice personality. Uh, I I learned early on that he was a, a very hard worker, and that really, you know, so like my 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 dad, my you know, hard hardworking individual, and also Rebecca, uh, I think it was I felt comfortable with him because he was from not exactly the same region. He was in the province next door, like in, for he's from Treviso, which is right next door, but he. You know, we, we, we shared um, uh, the same dialect, the, the same uh, customs, the same, you know, and he was right at home with my parents. And that was huge. That was really, really huge. I, 
Growing up, um, I have to say that I never really felt Italian, and I never really felt Canadian. I was always on the fence. And while I did date a couple of Canadian boys, I never really felt at home with them. And so when Terry, um, when I met Terry, he was, he was the one. He was the one that I, I, I wanted to, 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 to spend my life with. I asked Claudia what she found attractive about Terry now that she had been married to him for 47 years. Uh, I guess, you know what, um, his, his values, his, um, his uh, determination when, when things got really tough. Uh, he was so determined to overcome obstacles, and he did. And it always amazed me. And um, and how hard he works, you know, his work ethics. Um, and, he's, and he's been a wonderful provider. Um, and, you know, he's 73, Rebecca, and he's still doing jobs. Like, he still works. Like, he's retired, but he's still... And the pride that he takes in his work. Yeah, I think those are probably what I value most in him. So on the other side of the coin, what annoys you about him? Oh, <laughs> oh no, we don't have enough time. For <laughs> we don't have enough time. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> what annoys me? I don't know. <laughs> there are so many, and they're all silly, insignificant things uh, that that a couple experience on a day. There's nothing major, Rebecca, that I could say. Oh, you know, that are oh, it's it's when he. I'll just tell you something funny. Okay, just something funny. There's just the two of us living at home, right? So something is not put away, or something is broke, or something is whatever. Terry, did you do this? No, 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 not me, not me. <laughs> I mean, there's only the two of us. It wasn't me, so it must have been you. So it's this denial, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> but um, you know, as I said, it, um, just just really everyday stuff that you know is common in in in, in a couple, and there's nothing major. Major. Makram and Hana met in Iraq when Makram was teaching at the Iraqi Technical Institute. Ah, uh, so she's my student. Okay. Yeah, she came to the Institute of Technology in the surveying department, and and we we had we share. First of all, her sister knows my sister because they work together in the same Ministry of uh, Planning. Um, and, and also, uh, we share the head of the department. The head of department is, is a friend of mine and we work together. He's a Muslim, and he's but he's a very nice guy, but he's her neighbor. neighbor. So he used to, I didn't have a car. So he used to, and, and there we, the Institute of Technology is the Southeast of Baghdad and they live in Northwest. It's about an hour drive. So he he would uh, take her home. Yeah, he told me when you see my car, you know, stay so I can take you home. You don't have to go by buses and these things. I said okay. 
So sometimes he used to drive me, and sometimes he used to drive Macron, but not in the same time. So he start he start asking questions, like uh, what he's thinking, like what do you like, what do you know, this, some other stuffs, and then he go there and he talk with Macron with different things, and then wow. and then he decided like okay, so he let us, but. When we start talking, it was the end of the year because it's a college degree. It's only two years. So it was the end of the year. We start like, so then he made us like talk and we start talking, but we were both of us so easy going, like it didn't take us too long. Yeah. And then after we finished the school, so there, like, it's it's hard, you know, this is 40 years ago. Like, it's hard. I can't go out with him. No I can't, no dating. No, so you have, at least you have to be engaged so you can go out. Okay. Yeah. So that's the first thing. So we so get we engaged. engaged. on the same day and we took her to a party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. We have to take her brother with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first, the first time we, t- yeah, uh, my brother came with us. We had so much fun in in uh, this club. It's a, it used to be Christian club, so they used to have so nice party. But and then when we get when we married and the kids, they have a day for the kids. They uh, yeah. So the movie, you know, they show a movie and uh, yeah. So it was it was very nice. We used to get together there. The club, the club that I was a member of, we learned in it a guy who came here and learned the do si do and the promenade. We learned that in Iraq. We used to dance it in the club <laughs> so that we would perform one day. We didn't ever perform, but, but at least we learned, we learned, we learned all this country music and country dancing. Okay. Yeah. And, um, Akram, what, what, what attracted you? To Hannah. Ah, uh, she's beautiful. Good place to start. Yeah. Yeah. We well in Iraq we always look at you know the behavior of of the uh, I mean the, the reputation. So everything like went perfect. Yeah. The only the only thing that I was that I had a problem with was she is from Mosul and and they are Syria Syriac this this means a lot in in the country there she she's a, Syri- a Syriac orthodox we are catholics and i'm chaldean not syriac so i always thought like her her family or extended family might not accept me yeah they thought they are the best people yeah, everybody. Yeah, before us, before us, no, before us, they they don't they don't the Catholic and the Orthodox they don't get married. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, are not yeah. allowed. They right. not allowed. Like it was very, while in our time it was little easier. His, her dad is a very you yeah. know mild person and very forgiving and yeah. and he said as long as you're happy. Yeah. The, for, because yeah, they have. Sisters, she has five yeah. sisters. So. Yeah. yeah. So he, whatever you want, whatever you like, that's gonna be. And we don't care if they are friends, if they are related, if they are what. I don't care. 
If you said yes, this is it. Mean if you said no, whatever they like it, they don't like it. We don't care. That's that's the way he yeah he was yeah. And then the government did not allow us to have a honeymoon in Switzerland because it was the beginning of the academic year. So we had to go to Basra, down south, which is hot. We talked to each other three months. We engaged three months. Uh, do you want to know how 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 many years now we've been married? Yeah. Next month is going to be 45. One of the things that have kept Makram and Hannah together is the fact that they both agreed on how their kids were raised. But Makram also attributes their longevity on simpler things. Well, she knows what I like to eat. <laughs> Very, important. <laughs> Very important. She's a good cook. She, you know does everything that I'm happy with. And I guess uh, we, yeah, we, for, we forget and forgive. That's yeah. very important. We didn't have that big, big, well, yeah, we did some fight. We, it's normal. It's normal yeah. But we were so good with the kids. Like we raised them as we want. We didn't let anybody interfere like when we were back home. Yeah, they're very important that the parents will not, our parents, will not interfere in what, how we bring up our kids. However, even in such a solid marriage, there is always something that annoys. Oh, she listens to my doctor a lot. Oh. Yeah, that annoys me. That annoys me a lot because she. But you never listen. So and, and, and the other day, the doctor uh, told me that uh, you have to bring your wife with you this time. So, 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 to tell so I, told, I told the doctor she's not coming in my next interview. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, that's it for this episode of Life is for the Living. Next time, we will take a look at a much less happy marriage story as Gada takes us through her relationship with her ex-husband. If you have any suggestions about future guests, topics, or just want to chat in general, you can reach us at, at Life is for the L on Twitter and Instagram or email us at lifeisforthelivingpodcast at gmail.com. The Life is for the Living podcast is written by me, Rebecca Richman, and produced by Marco Berlo. Thanks for listening. Thank you.